0: this is novel marketing i'm thomas
1: umstat jr
0: i'm james l rubart
1: this is the show for novelists who want to become best-selling
0: authors and in this episode we are going to talk about the major mistakes you might be making with your name
1: yes when it comes to marketing your name is one of the biggest most important elements of your marketing and sometimes we make mistakes with our name. You wouldn't know anything about this, James L. Rubart, or Jim Rubart, or is it Jim L. Rubart? Or, or what was your name again?
0: <laughs> Where do I buy your books? Who are you? Oh my gosh! So when I got my first, I've been I uh, well, I won't give you the long boring history, but basically, I'm James Lee Rubart on my birth certificate. Between the time of zero and eight, I was Jamie Rubart. At eight to, you know, now, I'm Jim Rubart. But when I got my first contract, I was trying to decide, what do I put on my books? Jim doesn't sound sophisticated enough. And there's this TV writer, James L. Brooks, and I'd always liked his name. And so I'm James Lee Rubart. I'll be James L. Rubart. And so I put that on my books and I decided to use that. That's why I chose it. It was not a great choice. And so what we want to do in this episode is talk to you about why it wasn't a great choice, and help you to avoid doing some of the same things. So, let's dive into it.
1: So, so what happened? What's the worst thing that happened? You put James L. Rubart on your book, and everyone just calls you James after that, right?
0: Right, just automatically. All my friends start calling me James, and in public people call me James. And the, and the problem is, so many people, uh, I was already fairly well-connected at that point before the books came out, and so everyone still knew me as Jim. And so, they called me Jim. But it's James on the books, and that is a disconnect. and And you think, well, how can that be a disconnect? I kid you not, that is a disconnect. I have been on Facebook pages where someone will all comment as Jim Rubart, and other people will comment that I don't know, and go, "Oh my gosh, Jim Rubart! I wonder if that's any relation to James L. Rubart." That is a problem when you're trying to get your name out there. And to put it in perspective. If I said, hey, there's this author that has written this amazing book uh, called On Writing for novelists named Stephen King, and then along somebody comes and he posts and says, I'm Steve King, can you see how you might go... Steve King, Stephen King. Yeah. Oh, well, wouldn't that be funny if they were? You know, there was some relation. Well, it's the same person, and that's what started happening to me, and is still happening to me. The other problem is the initial. I thought James L. Rubart. I thought that would be cool. But what happens is people take out the L, and they just say it's James Rubart when they're introducing me, or I'm on a radio show. I did this uh, conference a number of years ago, and the conference director did something that was so cool. She took quotes from each of the speakers and put it on canvas and put it up on stage when we arrived. And we didn't know this was going to be done. It's the coolest thing in the world. But I look up at my name at the top and it's James Rubart. There's no L, you know, and of course, I'm not going to say anything. But that's when I started to realize, oh, my gosh, you've got a little bit of a liability here.
1: And this is very common where things are reduced. So I made a deal with my dad. He's Tom Umstead. And I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. So, uh, in fact, he sometimes uses the G. So he's Tom G. Umstat, and I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And that's how we separate it. So I introduce myself here, and I put in the Jr. No one ever includes the Jr. <laughs> so there are things that are included, and if you want to incru- include an initial, there is a way to do it. And that's what we're, we're not just going to talk about what not to do. We're also going to tell you what to do. So if you really want initials, there's a way to do it. And that is to have more than one. So C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien. If you have more than one initial and no other name, then you can get away with initials. But when you insert just a single initial, people see it as optional, just like they see a junior is optional. And it's not just me, Martin Luther King Jr., most people just call him Martin Luther King. <laughs> the junior gets left off more often than not yep. with him as well. And he's probably the most famous of all of the juniors. <laughs> he, he got to the top of the pile. <laughs> um, and so if if it's going to get left off from him, it's probably going to get left off uh, from you. So what I recommend, if you have a very common name, is to have a middle name rather than a middle initial. Because if it was James Lee Rubart, suddenly... It would have that strength to it, and people wouldn't drop off the Lee. There's all kinds of three named authors: Orson Scott Card, um,
0: James James, Scott Bell, is an example. Yeah,
1: so lots of different um, three name options to go with. But uh, this is really important because if you are different in different places, people can't find you, and if they can't find you, they can't read you, and they can't share you with others. And it's just a bad name is like a boat anchor on your marketing.
0: And again, back to the earlier point, we don't think it's a disconnect if the name is slightly off, but it is. For that person who has gotten to know you one way, it is a complete disconnect to the point that they think you are different people. So what should people call you? I would encourage you to start with what people call you. In other words, if you're known as Jim Rubart, then be Jim Rubart on your books. If you're known as Sally Jones, then don't try to be Sally A. Jones. Be Sally Jones. Stay with what you've already built up to be your circle of influence, even if it's a small circle of influence.
1: Or go with something entirely different. Uh, So if you're going to go, let's say Sally Jones is taken and you don't want to be Sally Jones for whatever reason, pick an entirely different name so it's very obvious that it's a pen name and people won't confuse it. It's when it's very similar uh, where you get into trouble.
0: So what if you have a common name? Because we get this question a lot. What if Sally Jones is your name? And sallyjones.com and .net and .org, It's they're all taken. You can, you can do that, what Thomas just said, have a different last name that's radically different. You can do a pseudonym. You can put a middle name in there. If you're female and married, you can use a maiden name. There, there are lots of different avenues you can go down. One of the things, I have a friend that needs to get a website And I said, and he's got a fairly common first and last name. And I said, well, who has it now? He says, well, this guy's got it. Has he done anything with it? No, he hasn't done anything with it for five years. There's been like two posts in five years. It's like, man, call him up, email, get a hold of him and say, I would like to buy the domain name. So don't just don't think just because it's taken that there's no chance to get a hold of it. There is a chance.
1: Yeah, I wanted to buy umstat.com so that my political enemies couldn't get it at some point in the future and set up an attack site and it was owned by somebody in India. Who I think was just squatting on the domain. I don't know. And he was like five thousand dollars, and I was like, I can't do five thousand. So we kept neg- we negotiated for like nine months, and eventually I ended up buying it for I think three or four hundred dollars, maybe two hundred fifty dollars to buy umstat.com. I'm not using it for anything. I just bought it to keep it safe. But um, you can buy domains from other folks. A lot of people will not. They just think domain should only be ten dollars. But sometimes for a few hundred dollars you can get a really solid domain name. It's how we got authormedia.com. We bought it from somebody else who owned it, and it was not a cheap domain, but it was so much better than umstatmedia.com, which no one can spell umstead. <laughs>
0: so,
1: here's here's the deal. There's no perfect name.
0: right? Uh,
1: so there's a continuum. There is more likely to be unique to you, which is also harder to spell. And then there is less likely to be unique to you, which is easier to spell. Almost never are you going to get a, a name that's easy to spell and is unique to you. Now, and
0: sometimes it can be a bonus. Don't you think, Thomas? I mean, like rubart that's, oh my gosh, Rupert, Robert, you know, Robart. I, I get every variation because Rubart is an unusual name. At the same time, once you get it in your head, Rhubart, it, you don't forget it because it is unusual. Same thing with Umstead. When Arnold Schwarzenegger first came out, And you can go to IMDb and look this up. It's kind of interesting. His first screen role, his name in the movie is Arnold Strong, right? (laughs) Which makes sense based on he's playing this, you know, bodybuilder type guy. But then he said, no, my name's Schwarzenegger. I don't care if they can't spell it. That's who I'm going to be. And now we all know that name. It's an unusual name. So even if you have an unusual name like Thomas and I, it can ultimately end up being an advantage for you.
1: Now, as you're brainstorming options, whether you're going to go with your first two initials and your last name or your first name, last name or first, middle, last name, there's a great website that's free called NameCheck.com, except it's name C-H-K. The E is is missing because it's 2017 and we don't put all the vowels (laughs) anymore, Um, which don't do that, by the way. Keep your name spelled correctly. Um, but name check will look your name up to see if the .com is available. It'll check it on Facebook and on Twitter and on like 100 other services. So as you're brainstorming names, you can check it on those things. And it'll have links. If somebody else owns it, you can check and see how strong a name. Because just because there's another Joe Blow out there, you could be the Joe Blow to rule them all. With good enough right. marketing and enough noise, you're, you're the one that they're all wishing that they were had a different name so they're not confused with you. So just because somebody else has your name doesn't mean you need to just give up and go home. Uh, you can beat out the other folks, uh, if you know put into practice the things you're listening to on this show, and you'll have a good chance to win. Good search engine optimization, good sales, and suddenly you're at the top of the stack when someone Googles for
0: your name. A couple other things to think about, and one of them is if you say, Nope, they already have the name, I want to keep my name, and so I'm going to be James L. Rubart Books or James L. Rubart Novels.com. I've seen this a lot on websites, I've seen this a lot on Facebook, and at first it sounds like a good idea. But back to Thomas's earlier point, the problem is what happens is. The people drop off the novels. They drop off the books, and they end up still searching for you without that extension, and it gets you in the same pot of water.
1: Unless you're able to have strong enough search engine optimization, where you at least rank when they do a search, uh, you can you can still make it work with a books or whatever at the end. But it does make it harder if the if the person with your exact match it has an active website. You'll it'd be very hard to get number one. Now, you could also buy it, for <laughs> pay five cents a click to rank number one on, on Google. But again, for those of you who are yet yet to be published, this is for you, because you have the opportunity to pick a good yep. name that you don't have to fight for, and you're not having to pull out your broadsword and beat down, You know, send somebody to go get the domain from somebody who's died or whatever, uh, you can do it much easier by just picking a strong name that's unique. And for most people, first, middle, last is going to be available. And so as we have a proliferation of authors, what we're going to see is a proliferation of three-name and four name authors.
0: And here's correctly on this. We are advocates for using your real name because that's who you are. We are just giving you alternatives and things to think about when you lock that name down. One, one other thing to think about is the radio test. So if I say, hey, today we're interviewing author Thomas Brown, or we're interviewing author Thomas, uh, or James Brown. Ooh, James Brown. Um, <laughs> so if I'm listening to a radio interview, And hey, today we're talking with uh, James Brown or Thomas Brown. How do you spell that last name? Think about it. Most people would say B-R-O-W-N. What if there's an E on your name? What if it's green with an E? Then what do you do? So you have to think through this. It's not just if that name's available. Think about how it applies in every situation, radio, TV, print, conversation. Oh my gosh, I just read this great book by by Thomas Brown. You got to get it you got to think about through all those different scenarios when you're picking that name.
1: Now, there's one thing you can do with the radio test to help fix this, and that is to buy common misspellings. So Umstat, a common misspelling is just with a T at the end. So if I was concerned about people mistyping it, I could buy Thomas Umstat without any of the extra German consonants that are kind of hanging out at the end of the name for no apparent purpose and have it redirect to my main website. Great idea. The other thing is just to have good SEO. So if you're not sure how to type... Spell Umstat. If you type in Thomas and just get started, by the time you hit the UMS, Google will suggest the rest of the spelling because enough people have Googled my name that I'm now the the result there. And so, again, with good enough SEO, you can make any name work. But I've had a $5 prize for anyone who could spell Umstat correctly the first time, and that prize has gone unclaimed for like 15 years. <laughs> people had not seen it, spelled <laughs> it correctly. So no one ever gets it. Like you're not going to be able to spell umstat because it's two languages like fought and like combined and clashed in one name.
0: Hey, hey, I, you know, I've spelled your name probably, uh, I'm getting probably in the mid, you know, 200s and I still can't do it. (laughs) So, um, the other things to look
1: at is if your name is available on Twitter. And on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And again, namecheck.com, namechk.com. We'll look it up on all of those different places.
0: But this and is a this is a big deal, Thomas. You're absolutely right to look that up because I Thomas and I work with authors where it's one thing on their Facebook page, one thing else, something else on Twitter, something else on their email address. It's it's all these different proliferations of their name, and there there's no consistency. You really need to have consistency across it's not just your website. And if it's, it's taken across all all platforms,
1: yeah. And if it's taken, consider being the real Thomas Sumstat to make <laughs> it look like it's a fan page that's running the other one.
0: Um,
1: there's a few famous people who have names along those same sorts of lines. Uh, Anybody we've to, ever heard of? I'm not going to name it. We we <laughs> already talked about him last episode, which is one episode too many. Um, so, sorry, I don't want to get political. Even that is political. There's. Save me, Jim. <laughs> this okay. is a marketing <laughs> show, not a political show.
0: That's right. Hey, we. Uh, th- this this episode is sponsored by the same sponsor we've had for a few times now, and that's Thomas's uh, and my own course, The Five-Year Plan to Becoming a Bestseller Author, or as we like to say, The Five-Year Plan to Becoming an Overnight Success. And essentially what this is, is it is a blueprint. It is the steps we you need to take to become a best selling author and the guarantee you've heard of what it is uh, immediate money back guarantee if you get into it and go ah nope this isn't working for me uh your money back but also at the end of the course if you are not a best selling author we'll give you your money back and and really it's not expensive um not an expensive course to get into if you want to know more the easiest thing to do is to go to novelmarketing.com and there's a button there in the upper right and you can click on that and that'll give you all the details
1: And it doesn't just have training, it also has encouragement. So if you've ever felt discouraged, we've crafted this to help you get back into the game and be more energetic and motivated than you've ever been before with your writing. So if you've ever found these episodes, these uh, radio episodes or podcast episodes encouraging, the five-year plan is even more encouraging than that. So do check it out at novelmarketing.com.
0: You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstad Jr., some of the most difficult names to spell in the world, on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing, offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.